Why are they doing this? Why are they doing this? You really want to know? It might make you uncomfortable and you even sound a little crazy. But if I tell you, you can't go back to sleep. Here's the truth. You're under attack. We all are. Our children, our families, our communities. The saddest part is, they're only successful because we refuse to pay attention. For centuries, even millennia, they've conspired in the shadows and worked behind the scenes and hidden the truth behind cascading waves of lies and distractions. Can we be victorious? The fusion cell. I'll be your warrior guide, retired Green Beret Master Sergeant Jeremy Brown, with former Police Sergeant Jen. Do we have all the answers? Absolutely not. But together, we'll find them. Now, wake up. We've got work to do. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Fusion Cell. Got Jeremy Brown on the line. We've been off for about a week, and uh, I'm just double-checking that everything's working. So if you can hear me, not hear me, just let me know. And then, Jeremy, feel free to uh, say hi to everybody so I can double-check everything's working here. We're back. (laughs) And just so you know, it was all Jen's fault. You're absolutely right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's what i get but for good reason yeah luckily nothing happened while you're away Jim. <laughs> um we have a lot to talk about there's a lot that happened in the last week so please feel free um <laughs> you can Wait, take us you calling me a liar no. i just said that nothing happened now you're telling everybody that a lot happened i'm confused <laughs> It's like we're actually part of the media. We tell you one thing and then tell you something totally different in the very next sentence. Okay. I don't know what's going on here. I'm looking at our other rumble and it doesn't look like we're... It says we're live, but I don't see us looking live here. Oh, there we go. We're good. Okay. We are good to go. Um, okay, yeah, sorry. So right. there's what's been going on. Um, is there anything new going on with either of your cases before we get into what's happening internationally? Uh, okay, well, today was the day that uh, our appeals brief was submitted to the 11th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals, which means the government will now take as much time as they possibly can to respond as slowly as possible in order to keep me in jail every day that they can. Uh, and that time frame is roughly 60 days uh, they have to respond to our brief. And then we will be able to respond to their brief. So uh, that process began today. So congratulations. Um, and it's actually my ex-wife's birthday, although out of consideration to all the ladies on the planet, uh, I'm not going to discuss how old she turned today, but she knows, and that's good enough for me. <laughs> You're such a gentleman. <laughs> I did my best. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. That's really good news. Very excited to see uh, 
what happens with that appeal. I'm I'm already on the edge of my seat, as I'm sure a lot of other people are as well. Um, yeah. So actually, uh, your your um, your close target reconnaissance trip uh, actually coincided perfectly because over the last week uh, we've been uh, adjusting and tweaking the brief. Uh, me and my attorney uh, Michael uh, Upperman out of Tallahassee, an excellent. Uh, but we've uh, been tweaking the different uh, aspects of the brief, and we think that we've got a really good uh, brief going forward, and, and there's some very significant arguments that we made. And so uh, uh, I've been, I have not been uh, just sitting here waiting for Jen to come back. We've been quite busy, but uh, now we're back to getting uh, into the groove of the fusion cell. So more to follow on their field yeah i felt like that was a bad week to be gone so it was my fault i apologize i went somewhere and got there and there's no wi-fi brought my hotspot, thinking this could be remedied didn't work contacted technical support that didn't help anything either so i was just kind of out of luck there so which sorry. means you were in a perfect part of the world the fact <laughs> that you can't get a signal is a good thing <laughs> that's very true it was very peaceful and i slept well so that I can say for sure. <laughs> um, but, but what's going on in the rest of the world is keeping a lot of people up at night. And I know that your perspective, Jeremy, especially being involved in hot wars and your understanding of global politics um, is really going to come into play here. We're seeing a lot of movement into the Mediterranean. Of course, I believe it was even before last week that the Gerald Ford was being moved into the Mediterranean. What can you tell us about a ship like that? And why would, why well, know the reasons that they're telling us why they're doing that is to support our ally Israel. Um, but what else can you tell us about that? Well, this is, this is really, you know, all week long I've been listening to all this news and, and Jen can, yeah, I've been sending Jen emails, uh, with predictions about what all this means, what you're going to hear next. And unfortunately, because this is a well-orchestrated game being played by the puppet masters at the highest level, it's very easy for anybody that's ever been part of the game to protect, predict what's coming next because they're very predictable. This is what I want everyone to keep in mind going forward, okay? What you're hearing on the radio, in the news, from our politicians and world leaders is a complete fraud, right? What they want is war. That's what they want. That's all they want. They just want war, okay? Because so many great things from their perspective can be accomplished through the tragedy and crisis and emergency and tragedy of war. See, World War I gave us the League of Nations, and World War II gave us the United Nations, and World War III will bring it all together into their great build back better moment, hence the phrase, right? This is their long-range plan. So don't be duped into thinking that this is U.S. and Israel against the Middle East, or U.S. against China, or U.S. against Russia, or China and Russia against the U.S. and Israel. All of that is just one big act, 
right? I mean, this is all the global power elites want is a war. They don't care where it is or who's fighting it. Uh, sure, your sons and daughters will die, but that's no big deal because see, what they ultimately want is the one world government. The one world government that all the major world religions talk about, the the Armageddon that all the major world religions talk about, these are the things that they also know about and are trying to bring about. And so we, they, they spin us up into going along with the play. It's like, it's like being emotionally involved at the theater, right? I mean, you're watching a play. You know that the people on the stage aren't actually the people that they're playing. And yet you cry anyway because you're into the story. Well, that's exactly what's happening now. They've got us all into the story, going and cheering for Israel or Hamas or whatever. Like they've got everyone wrapped up into this big thing. And meanwhile, what are they doing? They're robbing us blind. They're distracting us. And they're bringing about what they want. They, they want total control of everything. In fact, I just heard. Uh, you know, a long lost uh, target of my my uh, you know disdain, General David Petraeus. Right, he's been brought out of hiding because we've all adequately forgot about uh, his violations of the Espionage Act in uh, for the benefit of his concubine. And see, now they drug him out of hiding. Uh, put him on radio and Fox News to clamor the war drum, and even he is talking about, well, you know, one of the things that we might have to do in the region is have a temporary international uh, governing body, right? I mean, all they want to do is fight these huge wars so that out of the rubble of these wars, they can simply institute more of their global agenda, and you need to keep that in mind. And so every step that they're taking, every every day, the next headline that comes out is all scripted and organized, which is why a U.S. senatorial delegation is in Israel, yet they say, oh, this was scheduled before the Gaza attack. It just happens to perfectly coincide with all the warmongering senators in Israel so they can come back and tell us about how much we need to support Israel, even though we're funding Iran, we're funding the Palestinians, but then on the, with our other hand, we're, we're, we're waving the battle flag against the Palestinians. I mean, it, it, it is all completely ridiculous, and that is what you're seeing unfold before your eyes. Do not be fooled. And I know, you know, the Christians all want to cheer for the for Israel and, and so on, but they're simply all just being used as dupes and dopes so that we can just put send our sons and daughters to die off in their uh, their ultimate next war. Because see, war is actually very simple, right? See, a long time ago, the only profitable aspect of war was victory, right? I mean, like. When Genghis Khan swept across Asia, uh, he did it pretty quick. Why? Because he didn't get the gold and the silver, and he wasn't able to rape all the women unless he actually won. He couldn't have these long, protracted wars where he sits back and gets rich off the selling of weapons to both sides. 
See, war was only profitable when you won, but now war is profitable as long as you're just fighting it. You don't need to win, which is why nobody won a war in a very long time. Russia can't beat Afghanistan. America can't beat Iraq. America can't beat Afghanistan. Russia can't beat Ukraine. And Israel can't beat Gaza. I mean, come on, folks. This is ridiculous. I mean, not too long in the past, wars used to take about five years. I mean, hell, Vietnam was an extra long war, right? But see, now there's never any conclusions to the war because war is just meant to fight, right? But war is actually very simple. You see, it's just simply the killing of people and the breaking of their things until one side gives up. Do you honestly believe that Russia can't beat Ukraine? I mean, do you honestly believe that the United States couldn't beat Afghanistan? Do you honestly believe that Israel just can't seem to quell Gaza? I mean, why don't they just shut Gaza down and force them out into the rest of the desert? I mean, it's all completely you have one absurd minute. and ridiculous. And that's what we're watching before our eyes. And so I want you to keep in mind that what you're being told, being told that it's us against them, is not reality. What it is is war for the sake of war so that they can get you to give up your liberty and your sovereignty in order to quell their crisis that they just never seem to solve. Jeremy, when you come back, I have a question for you, and that is, uh, do you think they're going to institute a draft for this one? I'll let you um, call back. All righty. The caller has hung up. We are slowly, uh, slowly, I meant quickly, actually, we're quickly approaching um, World War III, and you can see the sides shaping up. For a lot of us, we've seen this coming for quite some time and we're just waiting for the flashpoint. Like a lot of us were looking towards uh, Ukraine and Russia, expecting something to happen there, but also looking towards China and Taiwan. But this happened very quickly. And I believe we talked about this last week. Um, it's very clear when you look at, and you know how Israel is set up having the best intelligence agency in the world and have been protecting their borders with reason. Having an iron dome. Unknown caller. The, the way they have their military forces set up. Everyone is trained. Everyone goes through service. At Citrus County, Florida. This call is not private. Uh, and this attack was allowed to go unabated uh, in their country for six to seven hours. Instructions to register this number as a private number to accept this free call. Press. One, to refuse this free call. Thank you for using Securus. You may start the conversation now. All right. Can you hear me? Yes. All right. Let me, let me just um, pose this to you real quick. I was just thinking this has a lot, you know, when that happened that day, October 7th, uh, I was thinking this is Israel's 9-11, the way that it occurred. And that got a lot of people really emotional where we didn't even have to have a draft. And people signed up willingly, voluntarily, because they were so um, emotional about what occurred. And it seems like this is going a very similar route. So with all that being said, 
what do you see? Do you, do you see a draft coming or do you think that um, because our military is really weak right now, Jan- uh, Janet Yellen is saying that we can have a war on two fronts. Uh, what do you think about all that? Oh, yeah. She was super excited. She's like, oh, yeah, we can find as many wars as we can start. <laughs> I mean, it's like because she's a banker, right? She worked for the Iron Bank of Bravo. She loves war. Bring them on. More war, more profits, right? Uh, no, I, I honestly, again, remember, grand scheme of things, right? What do we talk about all the time? That the United States, the American people are the target. Not, not the United States government. The United States government is already compromised. If you don't see that by now, I'm sorry. I just can't help you, okay? Mm-hmm. It's the American people that are the intermediate target, right? See, because, see, the American people stand in the way of this one globalist uh, utopia that they want to install, right? So, no, I don't think there's going to be a draft. They want the American to be weak, which is why uh, we see border issues in Ukraine, we see border issues in Israel and the negative effects of them, and yet they do nothing about our own southern border. And then yesterday, as a certain yesterday, now they're declaring a crisis on the northern border. Now, of course, I wasn't given enough details in the top of the hour news. Some uh, uh, northeastern politician was saying, hey, we've got a border crisis to the north as well. Well, what's that border crisis? I mean, who knows? But see, while all of these other wars are going on, and all of these other wars include border incursions and the movement of enemies, no matter which side you're talking about, somebody's an enemy to somebody, right? Yeah. There seems to be no effort or concern about our border, right? Even though reports are 170 or 200 or whatever people from the terror watch list, no problem. No need to solve our border crisis. Because why? Because part of the grand scheme of things, other than a third world war, right? They're doing a good job of starting it over there in Eurasia and East Asia, right? Yes. The other aspect of this is America. The American people must be subdued, okay? So while the borders are the problem over there, and we actually provide funding for Ukrainian and Israeli border issues, here in America, that's not a concern at all, right? Why? Because they want America to be weak. And so there will be no draft because they want, they're happy, right? This is why there's no sense of urgency over the fact that our military failed to meet recruitment goals for quarter after quarter after quarter after quarter. No sense of urgency at all. There's no sense of urgency. Uh, in our political leaders to solve this problem. Whereas when I was in the Army in recruiting command as a special forces recruiter, I mean, if you missed recruiting goals in like a month, it was like everyone's pulling their hair out. But here, no sense of urgency. Why? Because they want the American military weak. Because, see, let's just say hypothetically, there was to be a multi-tiered or multi-front attack on America, you know, maybe 
China and Russia from the northwest, maybe China and Venezuela or Cuba from the south, you know, much like the Red Dawn scenario. Well, they don't want some strong military response, right? This is why the Coast Guard, the United States Coast Guard, intercepting Chinese battleships and warships uh, off the American coast instead of the United States Navy. Well, is that because there's no U.S. Navy ships? Oh, no, they're, they're out there. I mean, but yeah, none of them intercepted. Yeah, yeah, we have to depend on the Coast Guard, which, thank God, we've got the Coast Guard or else, hell, and they might have just pulled up into uh, Puget Sound and Park, right? Yeah. You're seeing an intentional weakening of the United States military. And so they're actually super excited that 70-plus percent of these military-age uh, men and women of the United States are not even eligible to serve, right, because of uh, psychotropic drug use, because of criminal behavior, uh, or just being pure over uh, obese. Yes. But see, you don't hear anybody offering up solutions to these problems. They're just like, yeah, we don't have anybody to fill our military. Hey, don't worry. What do we do? We'll just have AI take over. And this is why you see the Defense Department focusing so much on uh, drone ships, drone submarines, drone aircraft, because see, they think, first of all, uh, drones are better anyway. They don't disobey. They don't take classified materials and give them to the Russians, right? I mean, of course, they're easily hacked and uh, taken over by the Chinese. But, hey, who cares if we can't find that F-35, right? This is the thing. We are being weakened by those that have been compromised and infiltrated. While at the same time, these same individuals who are weakening and have been compromised are getting us involved in all these different wars. And who loves it? Janet Yellen. Mm. Okay. That's really um, disheartening to hear, but I think it's very easy to see once you look at, I just read a stat the other day that said 70% of our enlisted are overweight. And just like you said, there's nothing being done about it. So I see where you're coming from there. Um, absolutely. Now we have a lot of our carrier ships moving into, and please feel free to correct me here because my uh, military knowledge and, and also jargon is not up to par. <laughs> so, so when we talk about like the USS Gerald Ford moving in there and then also the USS Dwight Eisenhower, what, what does that mean? Obviously, we're sending those ships in for support, but um, we're sending thousands of troops over there. What's going on? Yeah, I mean, look, these ships aren't being sent in as support. They're being moved into position for war. It's the reason why the Eisenhower is being shifted from the Mediterranean to the Persian Gulf. And, and I had Jim look up the composition of a carrier battle group because I know most of you probably... Uh, when you hear, oh, the, the Gerald Ford is being moved to the Mediterranean, or you hear that Eisenhower is being moved to the Persian Gulf. These aren't, this isn't a single ship. A carrier battle group is the naval equivalent of an army division, right? I mean, it's a full uh, wartime accoutrement of naval weapon systems, right? You have your carrier, 
which basically serves as a floating air base, mm-hmm. right? When all of the uh, uh, ancillary ships, like cruisers and frigates and destroyers and submarines and auxiliary support ships, I mean, you're 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 in essence, you're what you're ex- actually seeing is the equivalent of seeing the 82nd Airborne Division or the 101st uh, Airborne Division being deployed, right? These are self-contained battle groups, right, capable of inflicting serious damage through multiple different ways. I mean, your uh, your nuclear submarines have the capability of, you know, launching tactical nuclear strikes. I mean, you have a complete you know, naval air force yeah, on an aircraft carrier. You've got cruise missiles that can be launched. You have naval gunfire that can be fired uh, from these ships. So, don't be fooled by the terminology of uh, a carrier has been moved to the Mediterranean because that is not a single ship. That is a full deployable war fighting group of thousands of sailors. And I mean, Jim, you, I think you you pulled it up. I mean, how many ships? Like 10, 10 15 type, 10, 15 ships, depending on how, how much they toss up that carrier group. Yeah, it says uh, one carrier, two cruisers, three destroyers or frigates, one auxiliary, and sometimes it includes a fast attack submarine in a support role. And then if you attach like uh, uh, amphibious assault ships, which are basically like little mini aircraft carriers that will usually carry a marine expeditionary unit, uh, and have mostly helicopters on it, and then all of its support ships as well, those can be integrated uh, as well. So these are not small things, right? And the fact is, I don't know if you're able to find it, but I'd be willing to bet there's already a carrier group in the Persian Gulf area. If not in the Persian Gulf area, they're somewhere close by. Uh, so that would basically give us three carrier groups uh, in that region. And it's significant because now we have the Chinese now sending six of its warships, if we can even trust that number. And remember, until recently, China had no water force projection capabilities. This is a this is a relatively new uh, development. So, for for the first time, I think ever, you may have. Outside of Chinese territorial waters, confrontations between U.S. and Chinese naval vessels, uh, much like in the Pacific theater during World War II between U.S. and Japanese naval vessels. So, I mean, look, uh, the, and, and I, I just saw a article the other day about how many times larger the Chinese naval fleet is than the U.S. fleet is now. So, I mean, we're, we're, extremely weak and yet we keep overextending ourselves uh and basically laying ourselves out uh, to our enemy showing our weaknesses uh in, in order to yeah i believe to provoke them into this this grand war which they want to utilize uh to implement the rest of their global strategy uh very Scary, but like I, I said when you were offline there for a second, a lot of us have been waiting for this flashpoint to happen. Um, let me read a little bit from the Navy Times about exactly what you're talking about. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin has directed the Dwight D. Eisenhower Carrier Strike Group 
to steam to the Middle Eastern waters of U.S. Central Command as part of an effort to counter recent escalations by Iran and its proxy forces in the region. The move will be the first time a carrier has operated in CENTCOM waters since the end of the Afghanistan war in August 2021. Austin's order follows the Navy destroyer Kearney's Thursday interception of cruise missiles and drones launched by Iran-allied Houthi rebel forces in Yemen and drone attacks against U.S. troops elsewhere in the region. Kearney's intercepts of the ordnance, which Pentagon officials believe were heading towards Israel, potentially represents the first shots by the U.S. military in the defense of Israel during this conflict, which erupted after the Palestinian militant group Hamas's attack on Israel on October 7th that killed more than 1,300 Israeli civilians and at least 31 American citizens. That conflict has provoked fears of a broader regional war involving Iran and its proxies. Oh, and and I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're spoiling for war. And, and last week, I told uh, Jen to start doing some research on uh, the Wesley Clark story years and years ago about the list of seven countries. And, and we're going to break down. We're going to break down in an upcoming episode uh, this list. And guess what? The last country on that list of seven is Iran. And so this is nothing but a well-orchestrated excuse. It's why Lindsey Graham is just uh, destroying all Iran all the the time, right? I mean, he literally is out there like, oh, uh, I mean, look. Lindsey Graham just makes me want to vomit in my mouth a little bit every yes. time he talks because he's such a warmonger. He, he he gets so excited over war, he almost seems straight. <laughs> but uh, let me call back, and then uh, we will continue from there. Okay. The caller has hung up. Just wanted to continue reading just a little bit of this. Along with the Ike and its strike group, a Terminal High Altitude Area Defense, or THAAD, missile battery, as well as an unspecified number of Patriot missile battalions, are also being sent to the region, according to the statement. Austin has also placed an additional number of forces on prepare to deploy orders as part of prudent contingency planning to increase their readiness and ability to quickly respond as required. The statement didn't put a number to those additional forces, but the Pentagon announced this week that 2,000 troops have already been put on standby for quick deployment if needed. I will continue to assess our force posture requirements in the region and consider deploying additional capabilities as necessary. U.S. bases in Iraq and Syria were attacked by drones this week, and the Pentagon reported minor injuries and the death of a contractor who suffered cardiac arrest during one of the attacks. Rated individual at Citrus County, Florida. This call is not private. It will be recorded and may be monitored. If you believe this should be a private call, please hang up and follow facility instructions to register this number as a private number. To accept this free call, press 1. To refuse this free call, thank you for using Securus. You may start the conversation now. All right. Back. Okay, awesome. So I have another question for you. We have these... We have our carrier ships and our battleships and our frigates and our who knows what else moving into the area. But China is also sending in some ships as well. They're sending in six warships to the Middle East, including a guided missile destroyer in the Middle East. Um, These warships include 
guided missile destroyers, a frigate, and integrated supply ship. So they're sending all kinds of stuff as well. I'm sure. Do you think they're sending as many troops and as 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 much as we're sending, or what? It, what are your? What do you know about that? And what would the outcome well, I mean, be? I don't that? know that. I don't know. Uh, I don't know about the composition of the force because I have no access to information, and you know the AP didn't even think that was an important news story. Okay. Um, uh, but there's also a Chinese naval base located in the Horn of Africa in Djibouti. Right now, this naval base is at the mouth of the Red Sea, and you know who knows how many. Uh, Chinese vessels are co-located at that base. So, you know, maybe these are supplemental ships, who knows? Uh, but the reality is, is that this is something that, uh, as they love to say in the media, unprecedented, uh, that, the, that the Chinese Navy is now able to force project into not only the Middle East, but again, the number, I think it was like 11 ships that were intercepted by the U.S. Coast Guard off the coast of the United States, all right? Okay. Uh, who knows how many uh, Chinese naval vessels are down at the Panama Canal contributing to the uh, drought uh, the drought in Panama Canal, right? We talked about that, that nonsense. Re- really, what you see is likely a strategic restriction of naval uh a cargo flow through the Panama Canal for obvious reasons, much like uh, you would put any uh, kingdom under, you know, uh, siege to cut off their logistical supplies and things like that. And of course, you know, uh, you know, and, and then I just heard a story today about how the that members of Congress has now been exposed that there's been a massive Department of Justice spy ring. On members of Congress. Well, huh? That's interesting. This Jeremy Brown guy keeps talking about how our federal government is compromised by China and all these uh, global players, and those members of the federal government are now spying on members of Congress. All right, I just heard this story break today, and so now there's going to be oh another investigation into this. But why is the Department of Justice spying on members of Congress? Well, if they were compromised by the Chinese, I would say it's probably because they want to know who is clamoring to destroy China and who is clamoring to go along with China. I mean, during the Trump administration, Mike Pompeo once alluded in a speech to, hey, we have a list of all of you state governors who happen to have friendly ties with the Chinese Communist Party. And yet that list was never made public as far as I know. So. Why announce that you have the list if you're not going to expose the list unless, you know, you just want to you know, blackmail people? I don't know. But what I do know is that our federal government, our academia, is totally infiltrated by non-America, non-American entities, whether it be China, whether it be the World Economic Forum, whoever, mm-hmm. right? Our federal government is not working on behalf of the American people. It is really working on behalf of this global agenda. And remember, their slogan is build back better. 
Okay. I didn't write it. They did. So you can't build it back unless you tear it down. I mean, again, they, they hide in plain sight. In fact, they're not even hiding. All right. They're just operating in plain sight. They're telling you exactly with their own words what their intentions are. And we just continue to swallow hook, line, and sinker all of their emotional stimuli. Yes. All right. So that we're all yelling, oh, down with Hamas. And all the people on the left are yelling, down with Israel. And we're too busy fighting with each other to see that it's all just one big orchestrated game. Yeah, it feels like a frenzy. The people, especially on social media, are just frenzied. There's a lot. I mean, thousands of people are protesting. Yes, that's exactly what's happening. Yeah. I mean, in... um, People were losing interest in Ukraine, so we had to create a, a war that would get more interest. And the reason for that, what is the overarching reason for that? Our sliding economy? The devaluation well, of the dollar? More. Of course, the evaluation, uh, devaluation of the dollar will be part of it because, look, all of the global central banks are dead set on establishing this crypto, uh, like Fed coin, this, this controlled a digital dollar, right? Digital currency. Because see, again, it goes back to their global control desires, right? And so if we can create this huge war, if we can collapse the U.S. dollar, if we can do all this, then it brings about all of their fabulous, wonderful little uh, initiatives that they want to bring about, all 17 of their sustainability issues, Right. I mean, they love to talk about the climate, but nobody ever seems to want to talk about the destruction of the environment that takes place in Ukraine and Israel. Um, And so, look, it's all just one big fraud to keep us all frazzled and in a panic and everything's an emergency. Everything's a crisis. My gosh, we can't we we have no Congress, another fabricated uh, misnomer and, and lie meant to dupe us into doing something that we don't want, which is put some other establishment moron in charge of the Congress. But this is the games that they play until we, you know, until we call them out on it, then they're just going to continue to do it. Yeah, exactly. Just think of all the things that the attention has been brought off of at home to look across, um, the ocean over there. So J6 isn't as much in the news anymore. Trump in there a little bit, but you know, no one's really talking about it. the speaker of the house is the, is the hottest topic right now. Uh, where did, where did all the well, stuff yeah, on Biden go? Reason, <laughs> you know, that's completely the gone. only reason the speaker of the house is an, is a hot topic is because we need a hundred million, a hundred billion dollars for Israel. And when we say a hundred billion dollars for Israel, we actually mean $61 billion for Ukraine. I mean, this is the, I mean, I, 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 I don't, I don't even know what to say. I'm, I mean, it's, it's completely absurd. And yet, this is exactly what passes for news. It's what uh, all day long on conservative talk radio, you hear, oh, we got to do this. We got to do that. Look, do we really believe? I mean, come on, people. I I want you to really think about this. Israel, 
really can't take out Hamas and Hezbollah in like six days like they did back in the 60s, right? The six-day war, right? I mean, imagine this. What if Canada was just constantly launching thousands of missiles into the United States? Would the United States just be like, well, hey, that's our neighbor. I mean, this is what we do. No. See, in actual, real, logical humanity and society, when your enemy is attacking you, you destroy them, right? But see, in this false world of war being a racket, like Smedley Butler used to explain, that's perfectly fine. Israel just lives with the fact that Gaza and and uh, Lebanon are, are sources of the occasional rocket attack. I mean, hey, something, you know, when they could just very easily wipe them out completely or force them into the desert, why are they conceding land to them? Well, because that creates a perpetual uh, war, right? There's, we've always got conflict there, but it's not necessary. We would never tolerate that if Canada was launching missiles into the United States. No, we would just take over Canada. We have the ability to do it, but this is how that, that we're so detached. No one ever asked, wait a minute, yeah, you're right. How is it that the United States can't win a war? How is it that Russia can't win a war? How is it that nobody can win these wars? Well, it's because they're not meant to be won. They could very easily be won. I mean, hell, we dropped two atomic bombs on Japan when we didn't even need to. So we do know how to win wars. I mean, like I said, the, the point of war is to kill people and break things until the other side quits. But see, there's no desire to win war anymore, just to fight it. I'm looking at an article right now, and I was curious if this is the one that you're talking about. High-level Iranian spy ring busted in Washington. This is an article from October 1st. The trail that oh, leads... Oh, no, that's a separate spy uh, ring. <laughs> no, this just came out today. That uh, the Department of Justice has been spying on members of Congress. Oh, my goodness. It was just reported on Fox News Radio, top of the hour, uh, news break. A, 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 a latest scandal, right? Okay. Uh, why does the DOJ need to be spying on Congress? Well, because the DOJ is compromised. By who? By the people that are compromised by the Chinese and the Iranians and all these other things. I mean, literally, we're ate up with Chinese spies, we're ate up with Iranian spies, and meanwhile, we've got a president that has been receiving millions from China, from Ukraine, uh, has been giving billions to Iran. I mean, come on, people, wake the hell up. It's really troubling. And, of course, the only thing we can do really is vote these people out of office. I think it's really clear after seeing what's happened regarding the Speaker of the House, people really are showing their true colors about what they say about anyone in there, about what they say about Jim Jordan, Byron Donalds, also what these people are bringing to the table, what they're promising, whether you're going to believe them or not. But a lot of these people have to go. And and so then again, it comes back to the base. Election integrity. Do we have it? How are you sure that your vote is getting counted? But whatever the answer is, um, these people have got to go. 
And so when primary well, right. season and, is upon I mean, us, it's time. It's go time. Uh, yeah, I mean, and look, stop listening to these clowns. Yeah. I mean, stop thinking. Look, when con- I, I, I have to laugh every time I hear one of these congressmen get on Sean Hannity or Clay and Buck and talk about how, oh, we anything done you never get anything done That's i mean right. they literally act like congress was so effective. and now since they have no speaker boy we just the, the country literally is just gonna spin off into la la land no it was already being driven off into la la land by you clowns right maybe we should use this as an opportunity to say you know what why don't we suspend congress altogether and just let the state legislatures send representatives to Washington uh, while you knuckleheads uh, work this all out. I mean, the federal government isn't just broken. It, it's completely dysfunctional and compromised, okay? I mean, there's no other way around it. I mean, it, I, I just don't, I don't know how much more to explain uh, I mean, it, it's it's all completely obvious, and I don't you know, know why the American that. people. Maybe they just don't want to believe it, right? I mean, I, 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 to, I Jim Comer apparently Jim Comer can still get stuff done because he just uh, uh, made a statement or a speech talking about how uh, now they have dead proof uh, of the Biden corruption because he was accepting loans from some defunct high, uh, hospital company. I, I don't know. I'm, Jen, you should have never been gone for a week because now we just have to get it all squeezed in this one episode. I mean, Brave Dave is asking, didn't the Iranians get caught a few years back trying to assassinate a Saudi official in D.C.? I had to look it up, but he's absolutely right. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, I missed that one. I really okay. The caller has hung up. Yeah, brave Dave, you're absolutely right. Iranian plot to kill Saudi ambassador thwarted. U.S. agents disrupted an Iranian assassination for hire scheme targeting Saudi Arabia's ambassador to the United States. Elements of the uh, Iranian government directed the alleged plan. U.S. Attorney General Eric Holder said. A naturalized U.S. citizen holding Iranian and U.S. passports and a member of Iran's Revolutionary Guard face conspiracy charges connected with the plot. In addition to holding these individual conspirators accountable for their alleged role in this plot, the United States is committed to holding Iran accountable for its actions. This is 2011. A spokesman for Iranian President Mahmoud, I'm not even going to try, described the accusations as a fabrication by U.S. authorities attempting to distract American citizens. ...individual at Citrus County, Florida. This call is not private. It will be recorded and may be monitored. If you yeah. believe this Voices in be Nebraska call, mass formation psychosis is real. Absolutely. That's what we're living under right now. A private number to accept this free call. Press 1 to refuse this free thank you for using Securus. You may start the conversation now. All right, Jen. Yeah. Um, you hear me? Yes. Yeah. We, we were, I was just reading part of that article there, and uh, it's kind of funny. The 
The spokesman for the Iranian president said at the time the accusations were a fabrication by U.S. authorities attempting to distract American citizens. And that's right on the nose of Voices in Nebraska saying mass formation psychosis is real. And this is, I mean, Alex Jones is right, okay? It is a war for your mind. All of this is a psyop. There are so many psyops going on right now, and you cannot take any story that's coming across the headlines. You can't take it on its face. You can't believe it right away. You have to wait till the dust settles. It's the fog of war, but it's also more than that because we know that they're going for a global world order. And so you have to use discernment in all things. Now is it's very critical to use that. Luckily, we have Jeremy Brown here to help us through it because... Man, I don't know where I'd all be, right, Jeremy, well, if you didn't if you didn't help with the, you know, weeding through all this. Well, a lot of good it does me. Look where it's gotten me. Um, but look, I want to share some of me and Jen's most private moments, and those are the emails that I send Jen to record my predictions so that I can later say, "See, right again." I wish I could be wrong. So. Here is an email that I sent, Jen, from October 16th, okay? It says, DOD publicly announces prepare to deploy orders, a.k.a. a warning, a.k.a. a warning order, a.k.a. warning orders precede operation orders, which will include deployment orders, warning orders, start commanders, planning cycles, and prepping men, weapons, and equipment. Oh, yeah. This is after saying, we will not put boots on the ground in Gaza and Israel. And then only advisors equals special operations already on the ground. Remember Ukraine? Uh, a second carrier group for Hamas? Nope. Found that list of, found that list of seven yet. Now, this was before the Eisenhower was diverted to the Middle East, okay, right? And so uh, this was before Biden compromised members of a Delta Force squadron by posting apparently a photograph of them without having their faces redacted, right? Yeah. Okay, this was the 16th, right? And, it, and I go on with some other stuff. On the 19th, this is what I sent Jim. Hold on, let me scroll through my email here. This is a riveting radio, I know. All right, first, I made a comment about Sydney Powell pleading guilty, which is a joke. And if you ever donated any money to her foundation, you know, to fight election fraud, well, now apparently you have a civil claim against her because she's apparently pled guilty that she was lying, even though she's lying about lying, right? So, anyway, that's beside the point. On October 19th at 10 a.m. in the morning, I put, P.S., Hezbollah attacks are the if-then confirmation to the Iran is the target hypothesis. They provide the hard tie to Iran. Plus, we are seeing increasing reports of attacks on U.S. bases in Iraq. Within a week, I predict a story. Iranian, blah, 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 linked to attack on American military, blah, blah, blah. This will be a trigger. Another possibility is tonight's speech. This is the morning of Biden's supposed speech, right? Just five hours later at three, I say, right on cue, 
U.S. naval vessel has intercepted projectiles off the coast of Yemen. Bad guy? Iranian-backed Yemenese rebels, the Houthis. Drone attacks on U.S. base in Syria. Bad guy? Iranian drones. Drone attacks on U.S. base in Iraq. Bad guy? Iranian drones. Coming to a manufactured, warmonger-created World War III narrative near you. U.S. service members killed in Iranian-backed attack at fill-in-the-blank shitholes calls for U.S. strike. Ladies and gentlemen, I can't tell you what I know about the Iranian plan because that would be violating many layers of security, even 11 years removed. But I'm not that smart of a guy, okay? And I basically just lay out a week's worth of news the day before the week's worth of news started coming out, okay? This isn't hard to figure out. They are lying to us in order to execute their plan. And that plan was laid out long ago in a hiding in plain sight speech by Wesley Clark when he told the story of how some Pentagon staffer told him there was a list of seven countries. And when you just look at the list, you'll see that we've taken out every single one of those countries except one, but we're working on Actually, I think Lebanon is one of the seven, and we haven't taken that out, but it seems like they might be part of this effort as well. So wake up, people. The, the, the media doesn't lie to you all the other times, but then start telling you the truth when it comes to Israel and Iran. They're still lying to you just as much about Israel and Iran as they were lying to you about the freest and fairest election like they were lying to you about January 6th. If you just take what they say and start from a perspective that the exact opposite is likely true or what they're telling you is what they want you to know in order to set up their next lie, then you will have a much greater understanding of what you're seeing happening in the world today. Let me read some of these comments for you, Jeremy. Voices in Nebraska. It's definitely more than fog. People on both sides of the aisle don't seem to care about facts anymore. People are informed by biased headlines and TikTok videos. Caluminati 369. It's because they're all compromised. Voices in Nebraska. It's like people don't want to know the truth. A lot of it's fear driven. KMN 10. The powers are intentionally dividing us. Divide and conquer. And Brave Dave is saying they have no reverse gear. If you go back to 2007, Wesley Clark gave a talk. You can find out about seven countries in five years back in 2001. <laughs> and Illuminati, the plan is the great work of the Illuminati, Freemasons, Jesuits, Zionists, and their secret society puppets. Brave Dave, Jeremy nailed it. Afghanistan, Iraq, Sudan, Somalia, Libya, Lebanon, and of course, Iran. And it came in 10 saying proxy wars since Vietnam, maybe Korea. Yeah, we've got some pretty smart listeners out there. We <laughs> sure do. <laughs> oh, look. We just, we really have to get back down 
the fundamental basis of humanity, which is the individual, the individual's family, the individual's tribe or neighborhood, because that's ultimately what this is going to boil down to, right? These conglomerations and concentrations of power only work when we participate in them, okay? We have to say, no, we're not going to go along with this. And, and, I, and honestly, I think the failure to join the military-industrial complex a shot across the bow of the American people to this compromised federal government, right? American sons and daughters are not joining the United States military. Why? Well, because they don't stand for what they stand for, right? I mean, if an NFL team isn't winning, and spits in the face of the city for which they represent, they will have to stand. It's the exact same principle we see here. Young men and young women have parents, and their parents are not going to support them joining a military that represents a country that they feel is in the process of collapsing, right? Yes. What, um, the American people need to be doing is just like the human body in shock. It needs to draw in all of its resources and assets and capabilities into its core for survival. That is what the human body does in shock. It sucks all the blood into the thoracic cavity in order to survive at the, at the cost of limbs, right? This is what shock is. Okay, America is currently experiencing shock. The American people all see what's going on. The media covers up how bad Americans think it is. And even though those Americans know how bad it is, they still buy into a lot of the propaganda because that propaganda is also being pushed through controlled conservative means as well. But I listen to it all day. Even the controlled conservative voices, their callers are saying things that you used to never hear an old lady say, or an old man say, or a young mom say, or a young college kid say. That is an one of the things that I, I talked about in an interview I did the other day is look at some of the music that's coming out. Uh, Richmond, north of Richmond. Uh, Tom McDonald has a song, a couple of songs out, uh, In God We Trust and New World Order. You should listen to them. Yes, they're rap, but listen to the lyrics, right? Yeah. Even Rage Against the Machine, No Shelter. Listen to the lyrics of Rage Against the Machine. Now, see, Rage Against the Machine used to believe that they were all Democrats. But now when you read their lyrics, they sound a lot like conservative Republicans. And the reason is... Because both sides are seeing all the things going wrong, but we're still trapped in this two-party duopoly. And so we think that it's the other side doing it, but we're both seeing the exact same things and we're blaming each other. One of these days, we're going to be like, wait a minute, he's saying the same thing I'm saying. Well, if I'm not 
for the blame of his problems, and he's not the blame of my problems, but who is to blame? And this, we're going to look up, and we're going to see that Oz is just a little short fat man behind the curtain lying to us all, and then we're not going to take it anymore. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Uh, I was just asking in the chat if, uh, you know, if we dug our heels in and said no. You know, Kaluminati put a number out there. Uh, he or she said 30%. And said They just made that number up. But the point is it would take a relatively small percent of the population to ignite the spark of revolution. I think the butterfly effect will expand it. Uh, I, I completely agree. And this is something, this is an idea that Jeremy came up with uh, a few months ago. Correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe you came up with it a, a long time ago. But it, it's to gradually slow down the economy. Gradually put your heels in and say, no, I'm not going to participate in that consumerism because that's the only way that you can get your point across. And you've got to starve out this money beast, starve out these Congress people who are all dependent on their uh, large corporations and uh, what did all of these problems are based on money, power, and control. We don't have power and we yeah. don't have control. <laughs> we do have we do have control over what we spend our money on and how we do that. If the federal government is the soul-sucking vampire, self-reliance is the garlic, holy water, and crucifix to that vampire. The last thing any policy wants is for you to be self-reliant, for you to be able to go a week or a month without spending a single dollar. Because, see, their slave chains are velocity of currency activated. If we stop participating in their rigged, fake system, it will collapse upon itself. And everyone really should watch V for Vendetta and see the power of sheer numbers because that ultimately is how Guy Fox ends up winning. Uh, it's just through the numbers. They literally drop their guns to a bunch of unarmed civilians because they have the numbers just out. And uh, that's all I got to say about that. Well, that's awesome. Thank you very much for being here, Jeremy, and for giving us uh, all that information on what's going on around Thank us. Thank you for using Hey, welcome Goodbye. back. <laughs> that's awesome. And, and you're absolutely right. We were gone for way too long. Tonight is the first night of Police State, Dinesh D'Souza's documentary. Um, it's playing on the 23rd, just today, and also on the 25th. I have my tickets for the 25th. Um, we'll figure out what we're going to do uh, with the podcast for that. Maybe we'll record it earlier or my, my tickets are fairly early. So more than likely I can come back in, in time and, and, and uh, go live on the podcast. But I do want to play the trailer for you uh, in case you're interested in seeing it. So let's take a look at this. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. 
Chief Division Counsel and DOJ have approved a no-knock breach. We want the subject to be on display, doing the walk of shame, full visual impact. Any questions? Are we becoming a police state? Government told American citizens they couldn't go to church on Sunday. I've never seen anything like it. It may be the Russia other people grew up in, but not my America. FBI warrant, come to the door now! There's a heavy banging at my door. Open up! It's 15 marked units on my property. I got SWAT in the back of my house. It took a battering ram to my door. <laughs> 6 a.m. I hear boom, 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 and hear about six to eight military style soldiers with the tallest one of them pointing an automatic rifle at my head. FBI, we have an arrest warrant! Shot you out of sleep, drag you out of your house half closed, refused to give you a warrant, ransack your house. Now I'm facing 15 years in federal prison for doing nothing other than exercising my right to free speech. I have no reason to be attacked. I hope that you remember Matt's name and the role you played in killing him. How did we give the state this kind of power? 9-11 changed everything. We're going to expand the bureau from law enforcement to domestic intelligence. Legal shackles are now off. It used to be Islamic terrorism. That threat has kind of dissipated. Our focus is shifting. They're moving to domestic extremism. Really paints anybody who's right of center. What we need is a person to look at. And then we go find out what crime you did. If you're a pro-life, pro-family Catholic, they define you as radical. The demand for domestic terrorism vastly outstrips the supply. When candidate Trump came down the escalators, the government had a meltdown. We are going to drain the swamp. We'll see about that. You take on the intelligence community, they have six ways from Sunday at getting back at you. The Patriot Act and FISA were used against Donald Trump. Google literally rewrote their news algorithm based upon what Trump was doing so that they could get this guy. You just take out the word Russiagate and you put in COVID origins. You take out COVID origins and you put in Hunter Biden's laptop. You take that out and you put in January 6th. It's a replicated play from the deep state and their partners in the media. They're not just deplatforming you. They are trying to throw people in prison. If they're coming for me, they're coming for you. Hands on your head! These are anti-government. We have freedom of religion and freedom of speech! Violent extremists, and they must be dealt with. We can do anything we want. Police State. Exclusively in theaters, October 23rd and 25th. Tickets sold only on policestatefilm.net. So that obviously looks like a must watch right uh we know these things are happening if you ever follow steve friend and kyle seraphin they give you a glimpse almost daily into what their lives were like at the fbi and why they became whistleblowers even they'll just comment on some headlines and you'll get a good understanding of what's going on i know that we've played the video here uh, on jeremy's search warrant and his arrest and what happened at his house and any reasonable person, any citizen would be horrified by what they saw. The lack of professionalism, the demeanor of the agents, someone wearing balaclavas completely covered. Uh, others were, Oh, they unplugged the security cameras, for example, and that's become common pattern and practice with the FBI. And 
no one's wearing body cameras. Accountability, transparency out the window because we are living in a police state. I hope everybody uh, takes a chance or has a chance to go see that. And it looks like it's going to be on DVD too. So if you miss it or are unable to see it on the 25th, uh, I'll let you guys know what I thought about it. And uh, hopefully you can see that because I think it's incredibly important that we're all aware of what's going on here. And Steve Friend and Kyle Serafin were uh, in that movie also. So I hope everybody has a wonderful night. You see where our country's going. You see where we're headed. And it's incumbent upon we the people to turn the ship around. Everybody, we will see you tomorrow night in the fusion cell. And whatever you do, don't do nothing. Have a good night. World domination, same old dream. The universe grows smaller every day. This nation and the God shall have a new birth of freedom, and that government of the people, by the people, and for the people shall not perish from the earth. It was a great word.